So welcome to our third week of our Miracle Series. If you missed the other two, I want to encourage you to go listen to them on the app because they were like lit, really, really awesome. And last week we had Pastor Willem here. If you missed that, uh, you can go listen to that too. And we just had a great time with him just during the week. It did our hearts so good. It's, you know, it's, when, it's like when you see uh, your family or your dad you haven't seen for a long time and um, it does you good, but it also does you a whole lot of bad because now I just miss everybody so much more. That's what happened to me. And, um, but it was really good. So we believe, just to start off with, that God works miracles today um, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And He wants to bless us, but He really wants to advance His kingdom. You know, so it's not only for us to receive a blessing, but it's to advance His kingdom. And this year, we're believing and trusting God for miracles that will testify to His power. And um, that will create new opportunities for the gospel to advance. And um, that's always what God's heart is when a miracle happens, is so that His gospel can advance. And um, God still does miracles today. And um, by a raise of hands, maybe, like, just quickly show me if you've, in your life, personally re- experienced a miracle before. That's awesome. And um, God loves to cause miracles to testify to the faithfulness and truthfulness of the gospel. And um, it's always, like I just said, connected to the mission for us to be effective witnesses. And um, it will show his power. So I asked who has experienced a miracle before, but who is still trusting God for yet another miracle? <laughs> right, I can put both hands up, and uh, I want Latanya, if you wouldn't mind, just um, coming to the front and sharing with us uh, something that happened to you, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Is it on? Are we on? It sounds off. Okay. Testing. Oh, we're on. <laughs> um, I had gone in uh, for some testing, uh, some scans, um, and incidentally, they found a spot on my right lung. <clears throat> Um, wasn't quite sure exactly what it was. Um, I was sent for more testing. Before I had gone for the additional scans, we had the worship um, night in Jennings. Um, and there, Esther got up and prayed for those um, who were having issues with their lungs. <clears throat> and as um, the people around me laid their hand on me um, and prayed, and I took a deep breath in, I had never felt air flow through my lungs like that before ever in my life. It was just a a fresh um, breath just flowing in through my lungs. And as it went through, I felt a little burning sensation on the right side. Um, But you know, you kind of think in the back of your mind, you're like, no, we'll see. A couple days later, I went for my additional scans, went for the follow-up at the doctor. and she's just having casual conversation. And I'm like, well, Doc, that's not what I'm here for. You know? <laughs> um, I said, well, what about the spot? She said, well, honestly, Latanya, I can't even see what it was. She said, it's like the body just encapsulated it. We can't even see it. So since then, I have not had any shortness of breath. Um, I've been able to sing without any troubles. I've been able to fix my bed. Which was <laughs> without getting short of breath. Um, And that is just truly a blessing. And I continue to trust and believe God for healing um, and continued favor. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate that. That is exciting. So today we're starting something new. JJ introduced it with bringing our Bibles to church. And this is the second part um, of the exercise, I guess. Um, We are starting... Um, with a declaration. 
And um, we used to do this, and we just got like all the fire inside of us again after Pastor Willem was here. So I'm going to lead us into a confession today. No, listen, it's like a declaration. Because you're not going to confess any of your sins to me. You can do that later. I'll have a little bucket for some offering. Um, okay, I'm stopping. Um, all right. So won't you just stand with me and grab your Bible? If you have your Bible, if you don't, it's all right. You can grab your phone or just open your Bible. You don't have to open it. Just have it in your hand. So we, um, we're going to say it together. I'm not going to say it and then you say it after me. But the idea is when we speak, things happen. And uh, we have to start speaking to ourselves. So this is a, a short declaration that we um, wrote. And um, it's from the Bible. So I'm going to count to three. <laughs> and then we're going to start saying it together. But I want you to say it like with a little bit of passion inside of you. Right? Because um, I know authority doesn't grow in how, how loud you speak. But with the louder I speak to myself, the more I tend to listen to myself. All right, so you guys ready? All right, so one, two, three, let's go. This is the word of God. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Therefore, I declare boldly, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have been forgiven and set free. I have mountain-moving faith, and the Holy Spirit empowers me to be a witness. Good. Is, is the next one? Next slide, yeah. My heart is receptive and my mind is alert. I'm ready to receive from the incorruptible, imperishable, everlasting Word of God. I will never be the same. Thank you. You can take your seat. And you can write your own. You know, you can write your own declaration that you could speak over your life. I mean, you could get a copy of this, but by in a month, you'll know that one by heart. <laughs> But you can definitely, yes. All right, so I want you to open up your Bible, if you have it, or go to it on your phone uh, at John 5. So like a good, prepared person, I did not bookmark. I don't even own a bookmark. All right. I hope you can see. <laughs> the whole time I wish I could do this with my Bible. <laughs> You know, make it a little bit bigger. <laughs> so I'm going to fake read out of my Bible and read out of this tablet. Um, all right, you got it? John 5, verse 1 to 15. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, that's just the gate where they used to bring in the sheep, <laughs> you know, um, to uh, be sacrificed. There was a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, Bethesda. <laughs> sorry, Bethesda, which had five roofed colonnades. You know, I had to like Google that. I was like, what is that even? It just had five columns. Um, in these lay a multitude of inv um, invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to them, to him, do you want to be healed? And the sick man answered Jesus, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool where the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. 
And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed, and he walked. Now that was the day of the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it's not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now that man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, and as there was a crowd in the place, in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. Okay, before I start, I want us just to watch this clip. It's exactly what I read. Uh, we're just going to watch the clip from um, Out of the Chosen, just to create some, you know, get you in the mood, man. <laughs> So we're going to take this account of the paralyzed man and just see how can we take some things out of that story and how does it apply to our lives for today. And I only have two points, you know, short and sweet, me and my two points. Um, but the first one is that miracles requires a response from us. And um, I've heard this many times and uh, said in, been said in my past that your response determines your destiny. And uh, just throughout this whole, when we go through this, you'll, I was just like, good grief, that is very true. This guy's response really did determine his destiny. Um, and like we saw earlier, there's a lot of us trusting God for some form of miracle in your life. You know, it might be that you're trusting him for, for healing or continued healing or a financial breakthrough, maybe in your job, or you're trusting God to restore relationships where relationships was broken or family members that um, needs, that's not saved yet. Um, maybe you're trusting God for green cards. Oh, wait, that's me. Um, or you're trusting God, I don't know, to go to your family in South Africa. Oh, me again. <laughs> I don't know. So you... Whatever, there's so many things we are trusting God for. And I am trusting and praying that today will, will help us. And um, that we will see that this year will be filled with miracles uh, for God's, the advance of God's kingdom. And that many people will be led to Jesus because of what's happening in our lives. So let's go back to the text. And, uh, you know, Jesus asked the paralyzed man, we don't know his name. I thought if we should give him a name, it will make it easier. But... <laughs> We'll just call him the man for today. Uh, we asked the paralyzed man, do you want to be healed? And uh, I thought about it and I thought it's actually a very interesting question. I mean, the guy's lying there at this bath where miracles does happen. And you would assume that, yes, he wants to be healed. And, um, you know, it's, he, wants a, he needs a miracle. And I thought, but why would Jesus ask that question? Why would he still ask him that question? And, and I realized it is because... Faith requires us to step out for something. And that faith requires us to say yes. So Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed? And he had to say yes. You know, um, and we don't have Jesus with us today walking around. We do have the Holy Spirit for sure. And then we also have the scriptures. We have God's word. This is where Jesus has already, he's already said a lot of things for us, you know. And um, but we have to take the scripture and read it and hear Jesus ask us, do you want these promises to be true for you? And I have to respond by yes. That's where it starts, me responding yes. Um, and if any of this is going to be true for you and a reality in your life, that's where you start, by saying yes. 
Now, that goes without saying that I actually have to read, you know, <laughs> I have to know what it says so that I can know what I'm saying yes to. And um, there's no, not much, you know, that there's to say, there's a whole lot, I mean, really. But I want to encourage you to get into the Word. This Word is available for us, and we can use it, and we can learn so much about God, and we can see how this Word comes and washes us and cleanses us and change us. But if I don't open it up, then it's not going to do anything. Just lying next to my bed, gathering dust, you know. And uh, I want to encourage you to get into the Word so that you can know what, is, what God says. So Jesus was fully aware of this guy's situation. He knew he has been there for many years, 38 years to be exact. And he's omnipotent, yet he asked him the question, do you want to be healed? And what did the guy say? He answered with all the, everything else except for yes. You know, he said, um, it reveals just, you know, what's going on in his heart. At first he was very helpless because he said, I have no one to put me in, in the clip he asked. I know that's not written, but he said, will you put me in? I can just imagine looking at this clip, you know, the conversation went something like that, um, hoping this guy is going to help put me into the water. Um, and he said, well, I have no one to put me in the water. I can't get there. And then he said, and if I try, then someone else pushes in front of me. So he gives all the excuses that there is. But none of those excuses lead to Jesus healing him. And many times we get, we read a promise in scripture, but instead of saying, yes, Jesus, we answer with everything that's in front of us. With the reality that we would say, you know, like I have no one to put me in the water. <laughs> I mean, this just challenged me so much as I was typing it. <laughs> um, our brains go into logic mode. You know, it will answer with what it looks like, what we feel like, how impossible it is. We'll rationalize it out. You know, we'll, I have no one to put me in the water. Or we focus on what is not right. This guy tried, you know, tried getting to the water, but then every time someone would push in front of him. So he's, he told Jesus everything that was going wrong. Everything that is um, led to why I'm still here. And none of those things <laughs> could lift him out of his paralyzing situation. And none of those, not that way of thinking won't help you out of your paralyzing situation. Right. And sometimes as human beings, we have this weird habit of rejecting uh, solutions to our problems. And, you know, because we like the leverage that we have with other people, <laughs> You know, and with ourselves that just, you know, woe is me, uh, such a, you know, what is the attitude? And some, the answer will come to us and is there for us. And then we'd say, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I really want this. And the man had to respond with a yes. And so do we. That's where we start saying yes. <laughs> and then after he finally responded with a yes, um, then Jesus told him three things. This is where I just realized that our response determines our destiny. He responded finally with yes, and that changed his whole life. Jesus told him three things. To believe for the impossible, right? To trust Jesus, in our, in our um, case, the word of God, and to act on it. 
So receiving a miracle requires us to demonstrate both faith and obedience by following Jesus' command. Because he said, okay, come on, get up. Let's go. Pick up your bed. Let's go. And the guy had to do it, you know. Um, so he received his miracle through faith, and he walked it out in obedience, picking up his bed and walking away. And now we also see and realize that this gift for this guy, he, he didn't earn it. He did absolutely nothing except stepped out in faith. Yeah. I don't, he didn't even know who Jesus was. And um, the same with us. You know, our actions isn't payment to receive the answer to our prayers. It is just an action to prove that we're walking in faith. So many times God wants to do miracles in our lives, but then we stop them by not saying yes. And I'm not stepping out in faith. And then we mainly allow doubt and fear to replace our faith. So maybe you'll be in here today and you'll be like, yes. And uh, as soon as you walk out, you are confronted with everything that is real in your life, reality. And then it takes you, us, to keep on walking in faith, keep on walking in obedience, keep on speaking. Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, if you, I don't know if you want to go there, it's just going to be a short, short one. You can just read on the screen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So JJ said many times before that faith is a placeholder. It creates space. It, it's, where there was no space, it comes and I, I, I push the things away so that I can make space for the miracle, for God's answer. And um, do you, if you were here last week, you would remember Pastor Willem's, um, what do you call it? Yes. Yes. Whatever, when he called Gabe. What do you call it? Uh, he used Gabe and he said, okay, Gabe, can you come down to the front? If you weren't here, I'll quickly explain it. Um, he was just exactly what I said. Now called Gabe to come to the front. You don't have to come, it's fine. Um, but he called Gabe out of his future into his present. And it would have actually been a, uh, you're not Gabe. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Hi, Jimmy. Um, so it, it would actually be, re in reality, it's we're calling something that we can't physically see yet. So it's like Gabe was in the foyer. And um, he started calling Gabe, and Gabe came and came. Eventually, he was in Pastor Willem's presence. And it works exactly the same with miracles, with things we are trusting God for, solutions. I have to start taking the word of God, and I have to start speaking that over my situation. I have to start calling that over my future. I have to start speaking that over my children that are not saved yet. Yeah. I have to start um, speaking that answer and continue with speaking like this declaration that we just did. Many times we have to sp speak to ourselves, you know. <laughs> we have to call who God has made us that's still in the future so that that person can become me um, in the, my present. So I have to, I, and you know what happens? We start off strong, and then we don't see Gabe, and then we're like, ah, it's probably not coming. And then you go like, ah, maybe he was never there. You know, maybe, ah, maybe I don't need him anyway. Just different things. And then he hears me, and he's like, oh, well, in that case, I'm just going to stay here. 
So we start off by speaking God's word, but then doubt and fear and um, life and laziness, maybe. And uh, just so many different things come in. And uh, just reality, like people must say, like, like, seriously, you're still doing those things, those Bible things. Just imagine Noah building that ark. <laughs> you're still doing this, still believing God told you to build this boat. Yes, I'm so glad he did. Because <laughs> then it would have been a whole new creation story. Because <laughs> he had to push through. And many times we have to push through our own thoughts, our own family's voices, um, just what you hear around you in the news. Just all of those things we have to keep pushing through and uh, trust God, continue to trust him and in his word. have to make sure our faith creates that space for the answer and not lose art. So I want to create a, just an opportunity for us today here. It's just to, what I just said, and, um, just to give us a, a moment to respond to what we just heard. And I think some of us here have started to act like the paralyzed man, rationalizing our situations, blaming others, and we stop believing. And I can imagine how that paralyzed man in that moment when Jesus asked him, do you want to be healed, had to push through so many things. And that's why he gave those answers. He had to push through the doubt because he's tried. He's done this for a long time. He had to push through all the disappointment he's had. And you might be sitting here with a lot of disappointment. I have trusted God before. I have stepped out in faith before. And I was disappointed. You have to push through that. So I want to ask you if you're ready today to say, you know what? Yes, I'm going to say yes. And I'm ready to trust again. I'm ready to open up my heart again. And I'm ready to say yes to the questions that God is asking me and the things that He's promised me for my life, for my family, for our town, for our church, whatever it is for you. If you say, that is me, I've stopped and I kind of lost the faith, but I'm ready to take it up again today. Won't you just stand? with me because I would like to lead us in a prayer if you're saying that's me thank you if you're not standing you could just pray with me for everybody that's standing and I wouldn't I'm not going to ask you to say it with me but I want you just to in your heart as I pray this just pray this with me. And you can add some things into that prayer. You standing is saying yes. If you want to raise your hands to heaven as just a sign of surrender, saying, God, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Let's pray. Lord, today I'm coming before you and I'm saying that I'm sorry that I stopped believing. 
I'm sorry that I've allowed the worries and the realities and the fears of this world to steal my faith. Lord Jesus, today I commit to believe everything your word says. I commit to read your word. Thank you, Lord, that you come and you renew my faith. And now I want to go over into for you to pray and to start calling God's promises over your situation. And even if you are still sitting, you, there's some things you are trusting God for. That this, we're going to just take two minutes. But this is no time to be shy. This is not about the person next to you. This is about you and God and whatever you are trusting Him for. So I want you to start calling and speaking God's word over your situation. It can sound something like this. God, I speak salvation over my children. Salvation come forth in their lives. Thank you, Jesus, that you save them, that you reveal yourself to them. It could sound something like, God, I speak and I, I trust you for a job opportunity. Opportunity open up in Jesus' name. God, give me ideas, way to go. Thank you for leading me and thank you for bringing an answer. Something like that. Whatever you, that it is that you are trusting God for. Let's take two minutes and let's just start speaking God's promises over your situation. So out loud, you by yourself. Let's all do this together. You guys can start. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and that you are good. And that we today just say that we are taking up the battle again. We are stepping back into trusting you and we say yes. <laughs> we say yes to everything that you have for us. Thank you, Lord, that we will see solutions come our way that we will see people come into your kingdom, that we will see healings in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.